Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mythos Manual, a how-to for homebrew RPG. I'm your host and GM, Calder Kadavid, and with me, as always, are three... Hmm, video games. We're going to keep it broad. Any video game. I don't care. Three video games. Hmm. Video games. You've played, you've played them. I, I have. Uh, hi, I am Paul. I play Kafka. He is a crow person. He is a fighter. And I am, and I am a copy of Chocobo Racing that I am trying to return to Funko Land. And unfortunately, I can only get $2 for it. Ugh, Funko Land. I remember Funko Land. I remember Chocobo Racing. That's the o- good- it's the only Final Fantasy game I've ever played. It's a weird entrance into the series. It's my only entrance. Hmm. Um, I'm Christy. I play Kata Maroon, the human wear-touched snake shifter. And I am Shadow of the Colossus. Ooh. Because. Bold choice. I grew up as a PC gamer, and somebody at this table decided that I should try actual video games and was like, what is a game that's pretty for Christy to look at that you can't screw up at too badly? I did. That's and how I got to play Shadow of the Colossus. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I'm Alan. I play Domius, the Dampier psychic, Domius Malivore. And uh, when I was a kid, I was really great at Joust. You guys remember Joust? <laughs> so, Alan. What the- <laughs> <laughs> I need you to explain Joust to me now. Oh, you never... Okay. No, is so that, you- no. Are, well, are you fucking with me? No, you're like a knight on top of a fl- an ostrich, and you can only has limited flights. So you have you're to f- have ostrich? to hit the button to make it flap and fly. Oh, like Flappy Bird. So, it's, yeah. it's Flappy Bird, but with knights? With knights. And then you would try to, like, Joust with other knights on ostriches. And Were the other knights controlled by other people? No, no by the computer. Like the oh, no, you can play against each other, too. You can get, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So there was a yeah. multiplayer option. What, yeah. what system was this? I mean, what was it? I don't know. Sega? It was a video console. I mean, I put oh. a quarter in the machine, and I oh. played it. Have you also not read Ready Player One? It's like a big plot point. Is it? No. Oh, okay. No, I, I have not read Ready Player I was, One. I was also fantastic at an Atari game called Alien Invasion. Okay. Like, I was really good at it. Is it like uh, Space Invaders? Is it like the knockoff of Space it Invaders? It was the knockoff of Space Invaders. Did you ever have a console, Alan? Did you ever have like a PlayStation or a, or a Super Of course Nintendo? I had. Yeah, no, I had an Atari. Atari is a console, right? Yeah, I console? think. Console. Console. And I did, in it fact. Was old when I was a kid. I did, in fact, have. I had a Nintendo and yeah. I had like okay. things like that. I yeah. wasn't sure. I don't know. I don't know your life at that I'd, point. I just didn't like them as much as I did the video game in the, in the video game place. The, the arcade. arcade. The arcade, yeah. Yeah. Arcades died when we were coming of age, I think. You can only find them in malls or like sa- movie theaters. Or Dave and Busters. Yeah. It's but, still weird that that's around. But like sadly abandoned strip malls. Um, like I, I have a distinct childhood memory. I was like 12 and we stopped in at a strip mall in Ohio and there was just an abandoned arcade and like all the games were still on but no one was working there. It was creepy as hell. That is creepy. But there was a time when you went to go, you went out to the mall and you, you put quarters games. in the machine. You put quarters in the machine, yeah. So, yeah, that sounds fun. And when I was traveling with my dad, he would give me tons of quarters to keep me busy for the day. Oh, man. You know? What was he doing? He was, you know, working part of the military complex, helping, um, he helped Iran shoot down our helicopters, stuff like that. Oh, oh fun. Cool, yeah. cool. History's neat. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're going to start playing the Mythos Manual. Oh, yeah, Eyes in the thing. mist. We're still doing this. It's still amazing. And last time we left our beloved heroes, it's night. It's dark. We're it's sleepy. Sleepy. And it's the jungle. You had just completed your time in the Hall of Hostility. 
It is now late evening, and you guys were headed toward Sugar Glade, I believe with Cheldy in tow. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we were going to go check on it because there was that weird ooze, that hag's eye ooze, and like the hag was speaking you to, to you through it, and then her message got cut off. Yeah, it was a whole thing. So, what do we think? Guess we're going to Sugar Glade. I do believe we've had decided to go straight to Sugar Glade. Yeah. Yeah, we're and going. Not, and not rest. Yeah, probably for the best. I mean, my stuff isn't day dependent because I'm a feat build. Also, a wisdom build. I wasn't planning on spending any spells today because I thought I was kind of done with all of this, but here I go, back to Sugar Glade. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Kate, hold my hand. Aw, okay, Chelsea. Chelsea kind of grips Kate's hand or like, or like white knuckles it. I think Archibald comes up and kind of stands uh, next to her. Uh, she like reflexively will start like kind of starts petting Archibald. Cool. And, uh, and as she pets him, maybe she doesn't notice as he starts to just gnaw on one of her pouches. Aw, that's where she keeps all her spell components. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, like when you think that a cat really wants to hang out with you, but really... It does. It, it, does it. it just wants to eat your headphones because it's a little shit. <laughs> Anything uh, for Damius? Uh, no, I, I think that Damius is just really interested in this new connection between Cheldi and um, Kata. You know, apparently mm. didn't take Kate along. But no. What? <laughs> Kate is just a nurturing soul. I think that's what I've learned. You can't ship two people just because they spend a scene together. Yeah, it's one scene, and she's just scared, and I'm bigger and stronger than Kafka, so she's going to stand by me. Uh, I object to everything that you said. She does sort of hate Kafka. Like, she likes him because he's yeah. not saved her enough, but, like, you know, would rather not spend It's time. more of a protection thing and less of a... Thing, thing. It is okay, Kata. You deserve love. You deserve love too. Yeah, but I'm still hung up on Dalton, so you know. I didn't even know Kata really liked Dalton. I didn't say that out loud. Oh. <laughs> I think I think Chelsea's like I think Chelsea's like thinking it though. Like she's like I think there was something there, and and she seems sad now. Aww. We're, we're all thinking it. It's sad. Hung up on Dalton. All right, uh, you guys are making your way through the jungle, and this night, as you get closer and closer. The uh, moon, as you get closer to Sugar Glade, the moon turns kind of like a, a darker red, right? And you're just kind of walking. And as you move through the jungle, it's like the moonlight in the specific area is now red. It's strange. Can I do like a knowledge nature to see what's the actual cause of the red? I would allow that, yes. Okay, because that's a weird thing to happen. I have a 22. Okay, uh, it's very similar to what happened to when Zaran Nagam was birthed out of his tree. He seems to have some sort of ability after he does some sort of like great bellow and turns in areas that he can kind of um, influence the moonlight and it seems to give a boost maybe to either demons or to something aligned with Angazan. So, so is it a planar shift? It's like a moderate planar shift maybe? Okay. Like, ener- like, like chaotic evil energies that have like have burst into the region, changed the moon color to red. Like he's made, like he's making the jungle, jungle as, as Eberron would say, coternamous with his chaotic evil plane, and that's changing the look of it. Agreed, yes, that is okay. what's happening. Right. And so he's kind of influencing the jungle in this major way. Is the moon supposed to be doing that? <laughs> I, I don't believe so, no. I, uh, hold up, let me look at my books. 
Charlie, put the book away. Okay. No time. I can't even read. This red light is not good for book reading. Oh, Moonlight, you've betrayed me again. <laughs> Do not worry. He is just making the jungle coterminous with the abyss. It is what he does. All right. Uh, and you're walking through, and you arrive to where you remember Sugarglade being. And you get there, and like I think you're expecting maybe some sort of pushback from that spell that was cast earlier, where you remember you were walking through, you couldn't enter a leaf. But nothing, no. Instead, you are broken through and you come out to the clearing where you remember Sugarglade being. However, there's... When you get there, it's difficult to see under this weird, awful, eerie red light. Those of you with low light vision can make out what is happening a little bit, and you clearly see a number of bodies that are sprawled out across the clearing that was the small village. The houses have all been destroyed thoroughly. The main building is absolutely ruined. There are... uh, You see some pretty horrific, grisly displays of mutilation. uh, Signs of of, uh, humanoids being cooked over fire pits. What? Mm. This is a little bit more morally complex than I expected. Yeah, this is a little gruesome. Yes. What did we do? I don't know necessarily that it was us. Who's to say it's not Mathilti? I don't know. Mrs. Sugarglade. These, these are the these are her children. Right, but maybe she's cooking them. Maybe let witches be cooking babies. Yeah. Witches be crazy. Witches be crazy. Who knows? Let's go look closer. Careful. Okay. Okay. You guys walk out into the clearing that was Sugarglade. You uh, look around, and it is a really awful scene. It is just kind of like. You know, the people that you recognize some of these changelings as being the people who lived here, and their bodies are just broken. They look like they were, Mm. like they were just everything, like every bone in their body kind of broken. Limbs at odd angles, uh, arms and legs, heads torn clean off. Boy. Uh, And, uh, but, and like also like easily signs of like huge, of bite marks of like, like, uh, well, you could either probably recognize at this point as like ape and charuka. Bite marks. Hmm. Not this cheese. It is the thing that we it's wanted. It's Ronagam. Is it not? Are there any signs of, uh, I feel like gigantic, horrible, demonic footprints through this place? Make a survival check. I'm, oh, I'm good at that. Uh, 19. Oh, yeah, they're all over the place. Okay, cool. I noticed I'm standing in one. Yeah. Very, you know, yeah, you look it's down. very gravity falls. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, other question. Do we see any signs of Mithilti? Why don't you make a perception check? I'm actually very good at these because I am a wisdom build. And that is going to be a 21. That's pretty good. You see no sign of a corpse that looks like Mithilti's. However, you do see something of note. When you get towards the what was the center of the village, you see that there's a a bunch of shredded shrubs. Like looks like someone destroyed all of the topiaries deliberately. Uh, and that is an improvement, for sure. Yes. <laughs> I've heard of being bushwhacked, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> and then the studio audience laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> what you find though, kind of horrifically, are the bodies of two horses. But like you recognize them out as like t- typical horses, but the night, but they are nightmares. Two of them have clearly been slaughtered and erected, and they're, like like their their bones and flesh have been erected almost in like the mockery shape of a shrine. And at the center of them is a 
a hag's head that is impaled on a spike. Well, that's the other one. Does it look vaguely like Mithilti? Uh, it does not look like, because you saw Mithilti's hag form, it does not look like her. Okay. But we have not seen the other hag form. No, we have not seen what the her- what the herald looks like. You can make, uh, I would either allow perception or, like, we do knowledge local, maybe. 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Kafka, you notice that the, a lot of this uh, creature, this hag, you see that her body is sprawled out around here. Like, it's been chopped up and pretty thoroughly mutilated. But you see that she's carrying a lot of the same uh, objects that the Herald of Agnesan was carrying. Cool. What are the objects? Uh, like it was like trinkets, like her like little like hag baubles and like things so, like that. So nothing useful. Like no, no soul gems. Specifically. Uh, oh yeah. Like speaking soul of soul gems, yeah, is anybody still currently alive and on their way out? In fact. Are you- do you know create soul gems? No, Alan, do you know create in soul fact, gems? In fact, though, soul gems definitely have psychic significance. They do. So we're going to start detecting for psychic significance and looking for soul gems. Okay, well, first off, you find a, a whole lot of psychic significance throughout this place. There's uh, Everything is pretty significant after what happened here. Yes, I'm sure there's A lot also... of rage, a lot of uh, anger. There's probably also be getting some haunts, too. Well, Alan, I'm actually really curious. When you get psychic significance for, like, a massacre, especially a fresh one, like, how does that affect you? Yeah. Like, do you feel all of it afresh, or do you watch it like a really horrible movie? Like, how does it feel for Dami? I think the wash of, like, anger. Like, it feels like it's red hot. It, it, but there's two feelings, though. See, Dami starts the, starts the, you know, perceiving it and opening his mind to these to these emotions that fill the place and he feels all the violence and the anger and and he and he it's 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 horrible and it's hard to bear witness to but then there's this piece of him inside of himself that's just sort of like yes i have a question because this is a little different than like your dark half does your dark half because this is like rage this is like pure bestial rage does your dark half resonate with that or is your dark half more of a a cold, calculating kind of evil. I would say that, okay, definitely the dark half is a cold, calculating kind of evil, but I think that it appreciates okay. this kind of carnage. It, like, enjoys, like, the sight of, of like, blood and, like, of violence. Especially having, sur- having currently being a survivor of it. You know, when you, when you survive something really horrible mm-hmm. and you look around and you think, well, I'm better than all this. That's what it thinks. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because, like, that is 100%. There's a lot of that. I think Sheldy's very freaked out because, like, I think Sheldy is walking, like, spot space to space, very alarmed, on the lookout, always over her shoulder, thinking, like, whatever did this might come back any second, especially for her. Like, these are so many dead changelings. And she just says, are they going to do this to me, too? Are they Are they killing changelings? I do not believe you are. You are not one of these changelings. I, I know, but... Do you think they'll care? I'm pretty sure they're just killing whoever gets in Zoran Nagam's way. Do okay. you want to get into Zoran Nagam's way? I guess not. Then I think you're probably going to be okay. Okay, that's... This is a lot. This is an awful, awful lot. We should we should get out of here soon, huh? Uh, when you're looking around, though, for your psychic, your continuing psychic significance, maybe there are soul gems here, Alan. Um, you know what we're going to do? Alan, do you know create Percentile dice? We're doing percentile no. dice. you got to be a necromancer for that shit. I am a necromancer. Oh. But I'm also, like, a fourth level necromancer. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I thought you said a level five. I'm fifth level necromancer, sure. 
in the pockets of this dead hag clothing. You're rooting around. So every, actually, every sees me walk straight to that pocket yeah. and start reaching into it. You start rooting around a little bit. You yeah. find some moss. You find a dead sparrow. And you pull out two soul gems. Yo! Woo! Isn't that what we needed? Or do we need, we need two, two soul gems. Hey, that's I lift fun. them up. Whoa. Gaida, it turns out that you were correct. That we was would lucky. get these soul gems. Here they are. Sweet. So... If he's killed the Herald of Angazan, it's probably pretty safe to assume at this point that all the Troika are on his side. Yeah? I-, I would think so, yeah. That seems likely. Alright, cool. Our work is done here. Let's go back to camp and and get ready to go. We we have to deal with Mathilti, though. We have to, uh, no, d- we must go to the um, hut in the center of the village where the paw of Angazan is. That building does look destroyed, but you can go check it out. We should go look quickly. Cheldy, just close your eyes. I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm not going to be a, a baby about it. Let's just go. All right, so I guess we go to the building in the center of town. Okay, you head over there. In it, you find a, there's like a number of men in here, specifically, you notice. They all carry those like big thorns in their hands, uh, but they've all been, they're all like now kind of essentially splashed against the walls of this building. Oh. Is a, is a way of describing what's happening. Are the to them. thorns useful? No, they're just big, sharp pieces of wood. Just stakes, basically. Fun. But you notice that the center piece of the, the, what was the um, where the paw and Gazan was kept is still there. The little dais, and the paw is not there. I could have guessed that it was going to be true. All right. If only someone had made a copy of it. Why don't you make a survival check or perception check in this area? Twenty-six. Uh, my perception is a 22. <laughs> the two of you together, <laughs> with your powers combined, you find a you find a series of hoof prints right around this area, but the hoof prints don't seem to go anywhere. They seem to just disappear after. So, place got attacked. Mathilti went for the paw, rode away on her nightmare, vanished. Zaranagon is probably looking for Mathilti and the paw right now. But there are there is a there is a dismembered nightmare out there. How many dismembered nightmares? One or two? There was two. That's right. There should have been three total. But the one but but one hag was killed earlier. Yeah, but not. Her nightmare got away. So, okay. All right. So we believe that the nightmare fought with him. Okay. So I I believe you, Mathilti. He may have gotten away in her nightmare. Yes. And this is now, in my opinion, officially not our problem. We tried, guys. We really tried. I think we're in over our heads. I think it is in our best interest to get as far away from this jungle as possible, try to forget about it, and maybe write me a glowing letter of recommendation as I try to enter the workforce and find a trade school. <laughs> Chrissy, do you have any thoughts? Or does Kate have any thoughts towards this matter? I don't. I honestly don't think we're going to make it out of the jungle without running into Mythilty. Or Zoranagam. I also feel kind of bad that we let loose Zoranagam on this place. That, you know, <laughs> that's kind of a problem. I mean, like, I feel bad, but I'd feel worse if I was dead, so, you know, priorities. I feel like when I met you, my only goal was to leave this jungle. That's true. But, and parts of me still feels this way. I feel like there is some life for me beyond this place. Some life that has been denied to me for 20 years. 
However, another part of me thinks that we cannot leave this business unfinished. We must wreak vengeance upon those who made our lives so horrible. We must kill both of them before we leave this jungle. Yeah, or, you know, just send him back to whence he came. You'll do that, yes. I I mean, kill the hag and and the demon? That seems like a... Oh, okay. oh, oh, I'm going to step outside. I'm just going to step outside. I'm, I'm feeling a little... It's, it's hot in here, right? It's hot. I'm going to... It's hot. I'm just going to die me. But there is only one hag left, and she is weak, and she is on the run. And, and then honestly, we know how to get rid of the demon. I think that we can trick her into coming to us with our bowl. She did want the bowl, I guess. I think... I don't have the leaves of the autumn dryad, but I'm sure I could bring up some sort of something that would draw her attention. She just wants the bowl. I'm sure we could set some sort of trap and, like, trick her into coming to us. I mean, sure, but how many other people are going to have to die because we feel like playing hero? Why don't we just cut our losses, chalk this up to a wash, and get out while we still can? I, I cannot argue with that idea, honestly. Like... We just, let us gather. We could gather our group, try to escape, while there's an opportunity. Do you think the laborers are ready to go? Some of them are really hurt still. I don't know if they're ready to travel. I mean, we could try. It's just it's going to be a lot getting them, getting them moving. But Kafka does have a point that perhaps their protection is our only only priority now. I feel bad that we brought a giant demon ape into this jungle. Uh, in order to solve our own vendetta against a bunch of hags. Like, in hindsight, we escalated when we should have de-escalated. My bad. Not really. Honestly, they were going to free him anyway. So, I mean, he would have been freed eventually. Only helped something that was inevitable. Well, no, actually, hang on. No, they were trying to keep him In in character. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, no, the... The Charuka were all about freeing Zoran Nagam until the Herald showed up and cast out all the people that were devoted to him. That's why none of them hung out near Traitor's Tree, because they thought Zoran Nagam was a butthole. But the Herald was a hag who was deceiving them. What they really wanted was to bring um, Zoran Nagam back. Yeah, like, I don't really... I'm struggling to stay in character as I ask what exactly it is you're arguing. (laughs) (laughs) We're arguing that... Had the hags not come and murdered Leroy and done all the bad things that the hags have done, the Charuka would have eventually brought Zoran Nagam back anyway. Great. So there's nothing we can do here. We should go. Cannot say that you're wrong. I'm not against it, but I, I still feel like we're gonna run into her. But, yes, but why we may be done with Mathilti, I do not know if Mathilti is done with us. Yeah. Great. So if we run into her, we'll run her over with our boat. I'm not against getting farther away from this area. I don't see a reason for us to be heroes. Almost all of the tribes are already dead. The one tribe that's at full strength is actively trying to kill all the other tribes. If we stay and fight them, more than likely, all of our friends and all of our laborers and cool guys like Mwenye will all die. The odds are too against us. That's true. I mean, let's go back to where all the people are. Check in with them. We must We must somehow survive till the morning. Yeah. When the sun comes up. And then I agree that perhaps we try to flee. I think we try to get as many people out of here as possible. I agree. Because, guys, this is kind of, maybe this is kind of a wild off-the-wall thought here, but 
Maybe we never should have come here in the first place, and all we've learned is a harsh, les a harsh lesson about sticking our beaks uh, where they shouldn't be. But then we never would have had Damius. You, I would have been, been trapped in the here. Jungle. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you hadn't grown up in the settlement that colonized this jungle, you wouldn't have been trapped here. But, but I was a, I was a teenager. I admit, I had no choice. Look, we are all complicit in the crimes of empire. This is how it works. Let's go back to our people. <laughs> I wish, I wish we could see my face on that one. <laughs> you make your way back towards Poema. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get back, it is pretty late, but the moon is no longer, you know, a simmering red. Now, is it just that it stopped being red? Or is it the farther we got away from that place? The farther you got away from it. Understood. Mm. As it starts to turn uh, lighter, Kafka like, stops and then backs up and it turns a little more red. <laughs> then he steps forward again and it turns kind of white and it goes, he does this for a minute. It's like, a, it's like when you're at the edge of like a rain cloud. It's absolutely <laughs> when you're at the edge of a rain cloud. Except with like a blood moon. Yeah. But when you get there, everybody is pretty is laid out. You see that the, the tents are still kind of up, and the laborers, Malak, Ruth, everyone who's brainwashed for those couple days are laid out and, and resting. Everyone everyone is kind of being looked after. Suresh and Nushka and Shayaka are all tending to them and kind of trying to get some sleep. So we have a we have a question for ourselves. How do we protect this group for the night? How do we get some rest ourselves? How do we flee this jungle in the morning? We hear three questions there, but okay. I did say some questions. <laughs> you, you can put up a guard for the night. I could take first watch. Okay. And uh, Shayaka kind of looks up. He says, I can take second. Uh, I, I, I slept a little bit earlier. As long as I get a little moment with uh, my boy here, I can, I'll, I'll wake up and take care of you. Otherwise, like, I think all the people that can walk, walk. All the people that can't walk, we spend tonight building them stretchers so we can drag them with us. And then we spend yet, we spend tomorrow just trying to find our way back to the river. Yeah, trying to get as far close to the river as we can. Yeah. And what's more, I kind of lower my voice for this. It's like, maybe we get that boat away from Suresh. The boat should be, the boat should be with somebody because longtime listeners might remember that the boat is this cool, collapsible thing that can be a full-size boat or it can be the size of a suitcase. It's neat. It's very neat. The wonders of fantasy tech. This boat should be with somebody we can depend on, and I don't think that Suresh is dependable anymore. And I look over, and I think Suresh uh, like sneezes, and a gout of flame shoots out of his nose. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I've been sneezy today. It's the pollen. It's all that orchid pollen. I think I'm allergic. <laughs> Perhaps we convince Ruth to hold it. I was thinking Malik. What? Malik's pretty beat up, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, how's Malik doing? He's not able to do anything right I would now. rather he you did. hold it. He does First off, I need both of my both of my hands free in order to be m my most efficient fighter. Secondly, Malik can still be on a stretcher and carrying it. I just think he's someone we can trust to not go crazy in the middle of a bad situation and turn into a demon or whatever. I do not fight with my hands. I can hold it. All right, you want to hold the boat? That's fine. I just not the professor, not my academic advisor. <laughs> Who convinces him to do this? I think it's with Malik anyway. Oh, it's with Malik already? It's, it's even with all like the, like, the oh. expedition the materials. Yeah, it's okay. just that Suresh carried it while we were traveling overland. But I guess he wouldn't be carrying it day to day now in Poema. Then perhaps you can convince Malik to let me carry it. 
in defense in order to defend it. Maybe that's something for me to do while I'm on my first watch. Okay. Excellent. Uh, great. So you guys want to take you guys want to take uh, take a little nap, mm-hmm. sleep through the evening. Yeah, and I think uh, I think while I am on my watch, I think at one point while I'm making the rounds through camp during my shift, I do want to stop in at Malik's merchant tent and see how he's doing. Okay. Does anyone need white lily poultice before they sleep? Strangely, I'm actually good. Thank you. Mm. I'm honestly okay right now. I am too. Cheldy, how you doing? I'm fine. Okay. Just checking. Thank you so much, Kata. All right, so you guys take a nap, and Kafka, you are on your own little patrol. Yeah. Uh, so first off, I do just want to make a perception check, just kind of a blanket thing, if that's Go cool. For it. Yeah, I, I would recommend that. Cool, that's going to be a 28. 28? Okay. Yes, I you, very high. <laughs> nice. You notice nothing. If anything, the jungle is weirdly quiet. Uh, huh, that's, that's fun. Kafka is none too pleased about that. Um... I think, I think at one point he kind of sees Archibald eyeing one particular direction of the jungle, mm-hmm. uh, but he has to shake it off. Uh, he knows this is a fucking weird goat. He is kind of a weird goat. He's a really weird goat. Kafka's maybe finally starting to understand that there's something a little off about Archibald. <laughs> He's finally getting that. It, look, Kafka is a wisdom build, not an intelligence build. Uh, and I think eventually my uh, my wanderings through the camp uh, take me to uh, the merchant's tent. What's it look like? You get over to the merchant's tent. It looks a little messy. Like things are kind of, nothing's been put away lately. It looks like things were grabbed quickly and nothing and things are, have been left out. You see Malik is laid up in a cot. He looks really beat up. One of his hands is really bloody. It looks like something might have fallen on it while he was working. Mm-hmm. Uh, his fine clothes that he usually wears and are in tatters, and uh, he usually kind of has like he's always very he's always very quaffed, mm-hmm. and his hair is all kind of messed up, and is and he just he looks way more beat up and less put together than you've ever seen him. Oh boy, I kind of knock on the doorway to the tent and I poke my head in and Cal, do you want to say it with me? <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if we could have come up with a way for, for Malik to be the one to say it in this moment, that would have been cool, but I can't think of one. So so as Kaf, Kafka sees this and he knocks on the doorframe and he says, uh, Hey, uh, sorry to bother you. Huh? Oh, oh, hey, Kafka. Come, come on in, come on in. How you doing? Uh, Kafka sits down. Uh, you know, just making sure everything is safe, making sure nobody makes a move before we... Before we run for it tomorrow. Seems like you could probably use some help packing this place up. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Let's uh I will need some help tomorrow if we're gonna try to pack this place up. You you keep him watch? Uh yeah, I am, Kafka says as he gets to his feet and starts uh taking things down from shelves. <laughs> we're are we we're going tomorrow? Is that is that the plan? Uh, yeah, we don't have any more time to wait. There is a giant demon ape on the rampage. It's after all these hags, but it'll only be after them for so long before we end up being the only thing left it can be mad at. That sounds that sounds like a plan to me. I want the hell out of here. This was, this was probably the biggest boondoggle of my, hopefully, long, long life. 
Yeah. I, I was hoping to make some some goddamn money out here, and all I got is a couple golden trinkets. I don't even know if I'm gonna recoup my losses. You guys didn't buy enough potions for me. Hold up, you wanna you wanna buy a potion, Kafka? I got I got some potions for sale. Oh man, this was this was a dumb idea. Hey, look, man. What brought you out here in the first place? Like, I, I, what, what made you think setting up like a trading stall in the middle of the jungle was gonna be like your thing? What were you thinking, man? Well, we were—they were going into the dragon's jungle, hidden ancient treasures, and a lost civilization. You know, people make money like that all the time. That's how my dad made his money. He just went into a cave one day, walked out with a fistful of emeralds. Yeah. You were out here trying to find your cave. Just looking, looking for my own little cave. Thought there'd be something out here. Thought there'd be some treasure, some sort of gold I could take home, something to build something, you know? I, I, I don't want to work for my dad anymore. Listen, man. My folks came over to Cherimov from the Omiodanese Islands, right? And, like, back in Omiodo, my dad was one of the best wizards around. No shit, Dude. really? Yeah, man. Dude knew everything. Like, yeah, he was more of an abduration wizard, but he knew stuff from necromancy, he knew stuff from conjuration, he knew all of the arcane schools. That's most of the schools I can name. Yeah, but you know what? Like, he came to Cherimov, and nobody cared how good his arcane knowledge was. He didn't speak the right arcane tongues. The the Omiodanese magic he did didn't make sense to the people of Cherimov. They didn't respect him. And so he ended up using minor mending to fix up the place. He ended up using conjure water to clean the floors because that was the only job a wizard like him could get. And I think, you know, he always wanted me to be a wizard. I think he wanted to show all the people in Chermov that Tengu like us could be wizards like them on their terms, beat them at their own game. And I think I, I think I wanted to be a wizard like that for him. But man, you either got magic or you don't. And I just don't. You know what I got? I got the sweet feeling of somebody's cheekbones caving in when I hit them with my knuckles. That's what I got, and I'm good at it. You're dead. Maybe you won't come back with some emeralds, but you got other stuff. You got, you got potions. And I pocket a potion. <laughs> uh, 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 cure moderate. And so, like, and so jungles weren't your thing, but you were trying something. When I went to Cherimov, I was trying something. We were both trying to do something for ourselves. We can't just be part of our parents. We have to be... We have to be something that stands alone, or they'll never be able to really be proud of us. Hmm. Yeah, I guess... I guess maybe you're right. I, uh... I, I always wanted to be a big businessman just like my dad. Oh, man, I was feeling like real shit about all this, but uh, you're right. Like, it, it, it's just money. It's just money, and I, you know, there's always more money to be made. Maybe I just need to get out of my little town. It's The world's bigger than just a vuba, I guess. 
maybe I'll maybe I'll check out Chermov. You guys are always talking about that's a that's a big city. Who I don't know. They don't like people like us very much up in Chermov. They don't like cool guys in Chermov. Yes, it's cool guys they don't like. All right, well I'm gonna start packing up. Hey, thanks for your help, Kafka. You keep patrolling. I would hate for whatever's happened in this jungle to hit us too. This place has been crazy enough already. I spent a day and a half unearthing a pyramid. My everything hurts. Honestly, God, everything just like kind of hurts. All my muscles. I haven't worked this hard in honestly my whole life. So yeah, I'm just ready to get out of here. But I feel better about it all. I guess it wasn't a total loss. I made some good friends. And he starts uh, picking up his stuff. Give yourself a check mark with Malik. Aww. And everybody, and this includes the other two of you, you get a free casting as a, a swift action of the spell Bear's Endurance. Ooh, from Fun. what? It's a, it's a boon. Oh. Just being cool? Just for being cool. Just for being Sweet. Malik's bud. All the check marks. All the check marks have little rewards tied to them. Oh, I see. Damn it! We should have been check mark, doing boxes. Excuse you. I have been doing so many you check boxes. You ever noticed every time you checked a box, you got a thing? I noticed. Yeah, but they were person dependent. Like I got a bath. That <laughs> yeah. was cool. Now you're no longer stinky. Yeah. All right. Uh, and but Paul, nothing else happens during your shift. Okay. Cool. And so then at the end of it, yeah, I think Kafka goes back to Malik's tent at the end of it. And uh, and he falls asleep uh, while trying to help Malik pack up for the morning. Yeah, Malik's just trying to work, but Malik's moving kind of slow too because he's so of course, of course. And uh, yeah, and Chaka looks in on him, kind of smiles, and and like goes back over to Damius and like takes the blanket and like tucks Damius in. Damius is like Damius's hair is perfectly perfectly done the moon shines on him Domius is always perfect yeah, yeah. and uh, and nothing happens during Shaka shift either and you guys wake up and it is um, a fresh beautiful morning in the dragon's jungle I think I think Kafka wakes everybody up by crowing which is a thing I've decided Tengu can do oh god I oh Anushka kind of stumbles out her like her like massaging her temples what is that noise it's me, using Tengu vocalizations to impersonate other birds. It's a lesser racial ability. Ugh. Awful. Okay, well, I'm hungry. What's happening? What's happening is, we are getting out of here. We are going to try. Um, I take Ka, who's still sleeping around my neck, and go talk to Suresh real quick. Okay. Wherever, where's Suresh? Suresh is... Uh, waking up. He is, uh, hanging out with Ruth. Okay. They're back in their own tent. Like, hey, hey, Suresh, you, you got a second? Can I talk uh, to you? Kata, yes, of course, of course. Uh, how are you? My, my favorite, my favorite student. I, I hope you really learned something in these couple of weeks. I feel like I've really gone up in your student list in these last couple of weeks. I don't know <laughs> that I was a favorite a while ago, but hey, I'll take it. Yes, it's, it's you or the bird, and, uh... It's me, then, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I got a question for you. Okay. Is there any way to get back to the river without going through the low city? Yes, absolutely. If we wanted to get... We could just go back to Leroy. Is there any way to 
not go through Leroy. I'm trying to see if there's a way for us to get back to the river without going through places that have, like, massive significance. Yes, we could make our way back to the river. We could find a maybe a, a soft spot where we could put the boat into the water and load it. It could make it might take some time, but the the Zinji River it, it, it borders all of southern Orchid Valley. Okay. Well, maybe think about that while we're trying to do breakfast and get everything ready to go because I think it might be worth not going through prominent locations so that we can try and sneak out of here a little bit better. Okay, yes, let's um, let's do that then. Also, where's Anushka? Not here? Anushka? Anushka's around. I don't want her to be here, is she? Oh, she's not around Great. in this area. Um, are you concerned at all about your daughter leaving the forest? Well, she seems chipper. She she seems in, in bright spirits. She hasn't woken up screaming in several days. Right, because she's here. <laughs> What happens when we take her out of the forest? Well, you said that what happened to all the hags, right? That's That must have been her call. I, I made that deal with Mathilti. Mm, yes, I don't really know, do I? You made a deal. <laughs> you made a, it was Mathilti that you made the deal with, wasn't it? Or was it? Well, You're not here, but yes. Yeah. He, yeah. he made a deal with Mathilti earlier. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, but what exactly did she want Anushka to stay with her? Because unfortunately, Mathilde's still around. Oh, wait! I thought I thought the big the big thing you described the the demon. Well, we're not convinced that he's taking care of Mathilde. He's gotten rid of the other hag, so you know, two out of two out of three is good. But Mathilde's still around, and I'm a little concerned about Anushka trying to leave the forest. Oh, jungle! I I I, I don't know. I I suppose maybe we should go. I I uh, hmm. This is this is a hard choice, Kata. I would tell Dalton to go find her for me and kill her, but well, unfortunately, Kata, I need you to do me a huge favor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think you need to keep Anushka super close. I have a feeling that Mathilde's going to come after her, but we need to make sure that everyone gets out of the jungle before she comes. You're right. Anushka doesn't deserve a life as a hag or amongst witches. That's not a life I want for my daughter. Yeah, why'd you even bring her in the first place? Because I thought this would be a good place to leave the curse. I mean, it it'll it'll leaved it, a left it, it it, it made it better. It li- did it lift it? It seems to have worked. It didn't lift it. It made it better for the moment because she's temporarily here. But the tie that she had, it must have been somehow tied to the jungle or to the. Maybe to the coven? I guess we'll see. I suppose. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> well, I was already nervous. I just wanted you to just share my nerves. Okay. Well. <laughs> shit. So what do you think we should do? Do We we should hunt down this hag then. Well, we I think we should try to sh- get as many survivors as possible to get towards the boat. I think we need to get as many people in the boat and then a small group of us, if Mathilde is coming after us for, like I expect she will, then we'll deal with her, but most people will be safe. Well, all right, then. Let's get going. Yeah. Okay, so what do you want to do? And I think uh, Damius, why this is happening, I think Damius is with Shayaka, and he's, like, helping him make breakfast and help people get packed and help people, like, get ready. And it's like he's trying to be the, you know, that with Shayaka, who's totally that person, but he's trying to be that partner to that who's getting people prepped and ready to go. Yeah, I think Kafka 
I think in the absence of Dalton, Kafka is kind of taken over as the camp drill sergeant mm-hmm. and is sort of getting everybody in line, making sure everything is set and orderly. Okay. So out of the out of the labors and pups, four of them are still unable to walk. They're all they're all pretty they're also worn out. Well the pups are gonna stay here. Okay. Right? The pups aren't coming with us. I mean the pups well, we've we no, we no, we promised the pups that we would help them out. Do they want us? To, do the pups want to come with us? The do pups, they, do you, you can try talking to them. Well, yeah, okay. Well, what was the what was the leader of the pups' name? We Don't. actually never learned their names. We yes, only, we did. Really? I, th- mm-hmm. I thought we only learned Dreth Bright. They're on the bottom name. over there. It, but is Dreth Bright Breitkall still alive? No. Dreth, oh, it's it's Bev Zevin Olev. Which ones are still Bev, alive? Zevin Olev. You know, uh, you just you just know that too. <laughs> here's the thing. I think the group of you like can't tell the difference between male and female gnolls or any other distinguishing features of gnolls. So wait, are all three of them still alive, or is two of them? Two, two of them are still alive. You know, one of them is definitely dead. That's right. The cat ate one of them. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, it's Clev. That's what it was. It was Clev, Zev, and Bev. Yeah, Olev is Clev. Oh. Uh, it, it looks like Olev on this. Is that right? I do speak Abyssal. Okay. Do they speak Abyssal? They don't speak Abyssal. No, they're, they're gnolls. Oh, do they speak Infernal? Nope, they speak Gnoll. Oh. Which somebody has. How else were we talking about? You're yeah. talking to Dreth. And Dreth, Dreth is gone? Dreth is Dreth gone. Dreth died. No, Dreth uh. didn't die. Dreth is just gone. You know, something happened during... When everyone's fled the... When everyone ended up fleeing during the uh, attack, you know that Dreth was injured by the cat and then disappeared into the jungle. Does Cheldy speak no? Cheldy? Yes? You were setting the laughing dog tribe. I, I was, yeah. Do you speak some no? I, I speak some no. My, my, some of my pronunciation is not very good. Well, we are packing up to leave, and there are these two gnolls here, and we would like to know what they wish to do. Oh, I, I'll go ask them. Excuse me. Ahem. Rawr! And then they kind of look at her quizzically and like they then start barking back at her. There's there's like a conversation between the two of them, between the three of them for a couple minutes. And then she turns around and she says, okay, um, they're wondering where their mother is and they're sad that their brother Zev is dead. (laughs) Yes, Zev is dead. It is true. Zev's dead, baby. Zev's dead, God, baby. God damn it. <laughs> you beat me to it. It was right there. Uh, it was totally uh, right there. Zev's dead, baby. Zev's dead. So, but where did their mother go? She left? Into the forest. From what I understand, during the hag's enchantment over the camp, those who were not enchanted were driven off. Ugh. Then perhaps they would like, they should stay here and search for their mother. Maybe, but they were wondering if you would help them find her, their mother. We'll look while we go to the river. No, are we gonna do it? Are we gonna go look for the pups? It feels huh? bad for them. Do you not feel bad for them? <laughs> not bad enough to do it. I feel bad. Uh, do we? I think that. Um, I do. I. I think that I feel horrible about this, but I do not know if we have the resources to go search for your mother. I'll let them know. That's terrible. Don't do that. No. I'm gonna go. Tell them... Tell them that they're the new mom now. <laughs> you're the mom now, dog. <laughs> hyena. Yeah, you're the now mom... You're the mom now, hyena. Because <laughs> hyenas are not dogs. In, in, in fact, we cannot know if she is alive or dead, and perhaps they are best 
finding a place to hide. Well, because Dreth's goal was to get them out of Orchid Valley. Do you wish to come with us, then? They want to leave with us, but they they want to leave with their mother. I I don't know what happened to Dreth. All we can say, then, is that we are leaving, and that they can come with us. If we find their mother along the way, that would be wonderful, but we cannot guarantee that she is still alive. Okay, I'll... I'll let the pups know. Rawr, rawr! Rawr, 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 rawr! <laughs> rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> the pups are very sad. They are devastated. Oh no, I can't handle sad dogs. I have to find their mom. <laughs> they have big eyes. <laughs> they're hyenas. They're not they're... a member. They're not a member of genus Canis. I still have to go find their mom now. <laughs> they're more closely related to cats. No well, me. now I care less. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, they understand then. Good. <laughs> I go back to my business. Okay, so um, out of the four, though, uh, Faraha, Raleigh. Deontay and Clev are all injured enough that they can't really move on their own. We have four, we have four injured party members, mm-hmm. like workers. Deontay, Raleigh, Faraha, and Clev. I've made little marks on the sheet so we know. Um, how heavy is a knoll? A knoll is about, uh, not that heavy. Well, like, well, they're heavier, they're, they're taller than people. So, the, an average knoll is like, let's say, 220 pounds. Okay. So, on the heavier side, mm-hmm. I can't carry a knoll. My floating disc can carry 500, 500 pounds. Okay, that's great. How many people does that hold? There's four, so two? Three light ones. Or three light ones. <laughs> <laughs> How big is this thing? Is it 10 by 10? It's actually, it's three foot. It's three feet, it's three, it's three foot diameter. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> These people can't even stand. You can pile them on top of each other. <laughs> it's like the dead person cart. Do we have a do we have a cart? Do we have a horse? Do we have anything? No. We were gonna use stretchers. We were gonna kinda like drag them behind. Then we us. have four stretchers and we carry them with stretchers. We kinda we established in canon that part of last night's prep was like making crude stretchers that we could kinda drag the injured behind on. I us. think I but who did that? Um yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, everyone was kind of, I think, All right, sleeper. here's what we're doing. That could be, like, the morning I spend making We're going to make some stretchers, and I'm going to go look for Zev. Nope, Dreth. Dreth by Claw? Okay. Uh, great. So then some of us are going to be working on making stretchers and getting people packed, and you're going to moderately look for... I'm going to moderately look. Okay, so I'm going to do them first, and then we're going to go to you, okay? Okay, so you're getting ready. Shaka is uh, stretching some leather from one of the... No, he's stretching some of the fa- uh, fabric from one of the disused tents and trying to make a stretcher out of it. I randomly just embrace him. Oh, okay. And I kind of shudder a bit, and I say, I'm a bit scared to leave the valley. Hey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. He, like, kind of rubs the back of your head, like, really firmly, running your, his fingers through your through your tussled hair. It has been... This has been my home for decades. I, I do not even know what the world is like beyond it anymore. It's a big, big world, Zamius. I promise you. And I'm going to show you all of it. I've been, I've been through a lot of it. I've seen, I've seen deserts, swamps, places colder than, you le- than you've ever known. I've never seen anything quite like this, though. This place, I know that the, the Dragon's Jungle and Poema, it feels... Like home. I understand how you feel. Because it feels like home to me, too. But promise me, Shaka. Promise me that 
that you will leave the valley with me. Of course. That we will leave together. We're going to leave together. We're getting out of here together. We're going to get on that boat. We're going to sail it up. We're going to sail it down the river. And we'll be back over in Avuba. And then the world is ours. I brace him again and go, I'm going to hold you to this. You got it. Now help me with this stretch. <laughs> Alan, I'll give you another check mark with, with the Shayaka as well. We'll say that it was you hanging with Shayaka for the day. What's his boon? There is a Shayaka boon for this level. What, are we at four for Shayaka then? Yep. We are currently four for Shayaka, for Ruth, and for Malik. We're at three for Dalton, and we'll never go higher. Unless Shut he comes up. back from the dead, which can happen. Ah, okay. He gives you... Here, I've been holding on to these for uh, for a rainy day, and I think we're going to need them now. So, just in case, give this to... Take this and uh, give it to the other guys. And he gives you a banana, but this banana looks perfect. You've never seen a more perfect-looking banana. The, it almost has a sheen to it. A magic banana. If you eat this banana, it will restore all of your HP. Wow. So it's a full HP banana. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of perfect produce in this game. Mm-hmm. I did like that. It was like Fruit Ninja or something. Right? Awesome. Kind of. Hand those out as we go to le- as we disembark. Okay, wonderful. So, Paul, you can also add that to your inventory. Sweet. A perfect banana. It's a full a full cure. A platonic plantain. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Kata is out looking for Dreth Brightclaw. Yeah, like not too far from camp. No, but you just need to make a survival check because yeah. you can probably identify. These tracks are only maybe a couple days old. Is she a snake? She is not a snake. Are still. you sure? She's <laughs> a were snake. Does that count? Am I tracking her? Yes, you are. Great. Didn't roll fantastic, but I have a a plus 12, so 16. You did not roll fantastic, (laughs) but I'll give you this much. You definitely identify Dreth's paw prints because you can identify a lot of the interactions from what happened during the enchantment, right? You can identify a moment where it looks like like the cat creature and Dreth clearly had a fight Mm. nearby the bronze pyramid. And it looks like like you find and you identify blood. I follow the blood trail. You follow the blood trail, and it goes into the jungle. And with your survival check, you find the blood trail, and it looks like the blood trail is headed towards Sugar Glade. That's not good. You did not see her at Sugar Glade. Yeah. I think we would have noticed a knoll. Yeah. Pretty sure I would have seen it. I kind of want to keep following it, but I don't want to get too far away. Okay. Uh, you follow after you follow it. Like, I'm gonna give you like 30 minutes. It look it, it keeps going. Like it looks like she's cl- stopped her wounds, mm-hmm. but you can tell like based on like her tracks that you she's left like you, know, like, you find paw print, little tuft of fur in the mm-hmm. in, stuck in a branch. It's gonna be a little no sorry, a little tough fur in the branch. It looks like she's going. It, like it doesn't. It seems like you're able to follow the trail, but it looks like it's gonna take you further out of camp. I don't really want to get that far by myself. Okay. Ugh. Stupid puppy dog eyes. How far away from camp am I right now? Uh, let's say a mile. That's not that far. I will keep going. Okay. Quickly. I go quickly. You keep moving. You move it. If you were on survival check, I'll let you, I'll give you some fun stuff. That's much better. That was a 14 plus 12. So. 26. 26. That is good. So you're with a, you start bounding through the trees, right? You're. I would say, like, you're kind of moving quick. Maybe you've gone into, like, a hybrid form or even something like that. Like, I have this thing where I can move through forests 
unimpeded, even That's if it's difficult right. terrain. So I think it looks super fucking dope. So like the idea of like, I think Kata is now kind of like racing through this forest, like looking for like tracks. And She's she- like slithering, but also doing that thing that dogs do where they scoot. Yeah. With their claws. Slither scoop. Like, it's a slither scoop. The old like, slither scoop. And it looks dope. It looks super fucking awesome. And you come out and you find a section where you identify the scenes of a fight. Who was fighting? What was fighting? I sniff. You, you, uh, another survival? You're like tasting the air. Yeah, you see. 22. Stick right your tongue out, then lick your nose with it. You smell charuka. Mmm. And you're able to identify. Uh, like it looks like a, like a, a war band of Charukan apes, and you're able to identify that the, that something was that dre- the dress tracks end here, and that she was probably dragged. You find proof and tracks in the ground of something being dragged through the jungle back towards the low city. Damn it! I don't want to go to the low city by myself. I was trying to avoid the low city. <laughs> I go back to camp quickly, like a bunny, like a snake. Like a snake bunny. Like a snake bunny. I go back. Um, I theoretically make it back to camp. Yes? No? Mm -hmm. Maybe? Great. I make it back. And I say, okay, guys. Remember how I was saying we shouldn't go through the low city to go back to the river? Well, I'm pretty sure... The Dreth Brightclaw is being held captive in the Low City, and I'm not against going to save her. I, hi, I'm Kafka. I value my life. I'm super against it. Oh. We did agree that we were going to get everyone out to the jungle. Right? I feel like we should get her. I, I feel horrible about this as well, but we, either we are leaving this jungle or we're not leaving this jungle. We can stay here forever and solve all these problems. Malik looks over. I we should get going. Like we, like I, I'm not here to save any gnolls. All right. But I think Chelly looks over. She, she's very much like we told her we'd protect her and her pups. We brought her out of their cliffside caves, and now one of her children are dead and she's missing. W- what? Yeah, I'm. I'm a little concerned because I actually also think that I could show up to Zaran Magam and ask for her back, and I wouldn't die. I'm not convinced that Mathilti won't try to kill me while I'm there. Wouldn't it be better to deliver on our promise by getting her remaining children out safe? Like, guys, my parents gave up everything to make sure I'd have a better life. Like, I'm pretty sure Dreth Brightclaw would understand. But we did the promise. It is the point we made. We did promise to do this. Yeah, but that was when we needed something. Suresh... How far from the river is the low city? It's nowhere near the river. Damn it. No sense of direction. We could get people to the river and then circle back ourselves to the low city. That was kind of what I was thinking. At least get people close to an escape and then come. We could take them to my treehouse. That's a good idea. My treehouse is near the river. We can set them up there. It's in Orca Valley. It is safe from the ghouls. And with a, with a, with our large numbers, we should be able to get them there, and and then we can return to the low city ourselves. I think we could do that. I think that's worth it. Uh, I'm gonna be outvoted. Yes. <laughs> okay, then. So we'll hide everyone over at, at your little treehouse. There's not a little treehouse. It was an immaculate, beautiful, large treehouse. Thank you. The biggest treehouse I've ever seen. It is a very big tree. Thank you, Damius. I. Finding you in this jungle, it's it's been a, tr- a true blessing, and I... No, I do believe that it is you who found me. 
Wait, that is true. Yes. <laughs> we did find you. I know it is I. I know, sorry. I do believe it is I that found you. And I think Ruth embraces you. Let's all get out of here. She's kind of weakened as well. Like she's kind of moving slow a little bit. I might be able to carry somebody. So there's four injured people. The knoll and three of the laborers. How are we going to get out of here? Putting them on stretchers. Who's Who? carrying the stretchers? I'll carry one. Okay, Kafka. Uh, Suresh, I'll, I'll take one too. I can have one too, but I'm dropping it the second I have to fight. I mean, I think that's kind of the... Well, either we drop it when we have to fight, or we just try to move fast. And I could hitch Archibald to one of them. Mwenya kind of was like, I got this. Here, let me let me carry my buddy, uh, my buddy Deontay out here. And then Hadami will grab Faraha. That's appropriate. Yeah. Hadami grabs, like, <laughs> I'm going to say, me and this woman, we're getting out of here and we're starting a family. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I did not see that coming. We've been dating this whole time. <gasps> what? what? We've been keeping it a secret because we thought it would be a, a problem for our, the hiring committee, but damn it, I love her and I'm going to make sure she survives. Wow. You six human laborers had like such a rich interwoven set of personal lives. Man, who knew it would be that bonkers to be friends with you? <laughs> I cannot wait to hear about the whole thing over coffee. <laughs> All right. So okay, so then you're so you're headed off into the deep jungle. Yeah. You're headed towards your old treehouse. Hadami's carrying Faraha. Deante is being carried by Kafka. Would, would make most sense. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, Bev will carry her brother Clev. And then the last person who was injured was Raleigh. Mm-hmm. So uh, then Joe, and then either you, you or Moenye. So it make more sense probably for Moenye. Moenye can do it. Yeah. So then Moenye carries Raleigh. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Let's head towards the treehouse. Goodbye, Poema. You were good to me. Uh, uh. <laughs> Mr. Resh, I hope that you got everything you came for. And a little bit more with those horns. I suppose it was a little bit more than I anticipated. But had you not made this foolish errand, I would still be lost. So I guess it all worked out. And that's the end of this chapter of the Mythos Manual. We're on our way. I don't know what's going to happen. Thanks for tuning in for this week's chapter of the Mythos Manual. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a review, and we'll be sure to send you good luck on all your future roles.